Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eyes. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Hey guys, welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. We are Chrissy McQueen and Justin Winters, and we are here to watch movies for your benefit. <laughs> uh, really, if you've never watched this, watch this. Just You're welcome. You're welcome. We do what I we love, can. I love that intro. <laughs> it's for you. We watch movies for your benefit. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know why I thought that? Sorry. Because a lot of the time I feel like we watch movies so you don't have to. <laughs> Like there are things that maybe you you should never have to see. And so we watch it and then relay the information accordingly. Absolutely not. Just kidding. Every movie is its own special diamond. It's a capsule of fun. Capsule of fun. But Justin has seen many, many, many more movies than I have. So a big uh, point of this podcast is to watch things that I have never seen, which to be honest with you is probably most things. I'm more of a TV person. Don't want to tell you. Chrissy's interests lie elsewhere. Yes. Um, elsewhere being she is a, seismo- a seismologist as well in her spare time. <laughs> I'm a part-time seismologist, part-time doctor. Guys, I don't know if you heard, <laughs> but we had some earthquakes lately. It's been a rough couple of days. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How's it going, Chrissy? <sighs> well, I slept finally. Like, I think... Two nights ago when I slept an epic amount of time and thank you for letting me sleep in. That was because we had two back-to-back earthquakes, granted about 100 miles from where we are, but one was a 6.4 and then the next day we had a 7.1. And if you live somewhere where there aren't earthquakes, those numbers just mean big, like pretty darn big. Not the big one because that's what people always think it is. No, that'll be a huge monumental thing that the rock will have to save us from no he's not he's not going to save us remember if his family's in danger <laughs> he's going to use the one rescue helicopter <laughs> to to find them this is true saving saving families damn it we're screwed we are screwed but yeah it was interesting because uh the first earthquake happened while we were in the movie theater yeah well that's a first i do not think i've ever been in a movie theater while there was an earthquake Justin, so, what, what was your impression? Like, did you know right away it was an earthquake or did you have that moment where you're like, what is this? Or did you not even notice until I said something? Well, it happened during the trailers. I think it was, was it Terminator? It was either Terminator or Midway. <laughs> One of the two. I think it was half, half seas during the new Terminator and Midway, which is like the uh, like Pearl Harbor, new Pearl Harbor movie. Anyway, it was weird. I, I Like I said, Never happened to me before, obviously, but this first, this one that happened there was like a roll. Like yeah. it was like a lot of the big ones that I remember. Like I've been here, big ones. Fifteen night. <laughs> okay, Chrissy will earthquake shame you until the day is done. I'm sorry, you don't get to call a big one a big one until you've lived through something the size of Northridge. But go on, Chrissy. You, you know don't. What I mean. Go ahead. I know that you lived through that earthquake. I never, I, you will not let me forget Forget it. The big one is coming. Chrissy's always like, the big one's coming. You're not ready. You're not ready. I said, we're not she, ready. Like, not just like you. A, a, like a military sergeant, like every, once every three to four weeks. We're not. And says, we're not ready. Hey, speaking of podcasts, uh, if you live in LA, Listen to The Big One, which is a podcast produced by KPCC. If you listen to that, just a few episodes, you will know. You will know you are not ready. I understand. But there's got to be some kind of... uh... What, convenient form of escapism and denial? (laughs) It's fine. No, there's no denial involved. I just don't want to, like, I don't want you to turn to a drill sergeant every 34 weeks and, and do that. Fine. Anyway. Sitting so, in Terminator, so you didn't know what was there's like on. a rolling, it's like a long roll, and people like jumped up. No, they like stood up and just like some people just like left the theater. They paused it during the trailers, mm-hmm. 
And it was that way for what? 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Yeah. So, but at any given point, did it occur to you as you were sitting there and there was that rolling motion where you're like, this is an earthquake? Or did you think it was a part of the movie going experience? Well, after like five, after like five to 10 seconds of it, I'm like, okay, that's not, that's, that's not I thought normal. we were deboxed. <laughs> I thought it was in a D-box and I was getting the extra, you <laughs> the know, extra? 4D experience. Yeah. Like again, it was during Trailers, during Midway. Yeah. I'm like, whoa! I can't wait to see this one. <laughs> this is great. So the theater we go to has reclining seats, and I'm pretty far in recline position when it starts. And um, if you have lived in a big earthquake, you know that they're generally very loud. But this one was far away, so it's, it had the rolling motion. It was not very loud, and the movie was loud. So instead, our seats were just kind of moving, and it felt just like an IMAX experience. And after I think, I was like, Wee! yeah, I think after like five seconds of realizing, like, wait a minute, this isn't an IMAX. I shouted. The kids were between Justin and I shouted over them to Justin. And I said, "Is your seat moving?" And then, sure enough, people started like getting up, and you, I started to hear around us like it's, it's an earthquake, earthquake. And I went, "Oh shit!" And then, sure enough, the ushers came in. They're like, "Um, we just had an earthquake. We're gonna have to stop the print." So we're going to go check on everyone and we'll be back. And people were just like, what do we do? Do we sit here? Do we evacuate? Yeah. It was definitely a strange experience. Yeah. Um, then Christy was like on her phone for like half the movie. Well, because like I, have, I have friends who live north Googling and who are stuff. closer. Well, the first thing I saw was the magnitude, which was estimated at 6.6. And I went, oh, shit, that's Northridge size. And started checking on people who live a little bit closer. So that's a long story to say that yeah we didn't sleep and then the next and then the day next happened day again. it happened again but it was bigger yeah you were the first one who realized what was happening we were we were the best part was we just been telling the kids I was on like it's like we had just been telling the kids to go to bed we were like go to bed go to bed and I forgot which one of them said. But what if there are earthquakes? I'm scared. And I said, don't be scared. It's going to be fine. And yeah, right. And less than five minutes after I said that, I was turned into a filthy liar. <laughs> and then it started. And Justin goes, oh, we're, we're, we're moving. <laughs> yep. All right. And I just, I froze. And he's like, go to the other room. And we like, all of us quietly went to the other room. And I can't remember the last huddled. time when we had ones of that magnitude back to back like that they, usually doesn't happen did. that way so usually the big one comes first and then the smaller ones follow I, of course we thought that like the bigger one was coming after that we're like oh no we're just gonna like disappear into a crater did you see the fissure there's a great uh the fissure in the earth yeah yeah oh, great picture above we're all gonna die guys um, my favorite has been Lucy Jones, who's a renowned scientist here uh, in the LA region, works for Caltech and used to be with USGS. She gets on TV. She does it after every quake. And she basically acts like, what Like, what do you want? Like, this is earthquake country. This is where we live. This is normal. And people are like, but is the big one coming? Wait, and she's people, like, I eventually. When, I love when people ask like stupid questions. <laughs> she's like, shut the fuck up. Sit down. <laughs> I love her. She's great. <laughs> she doesn't say that, but she'll no. like... Really put somebody in their place. Oh, 100%. She basically, she will like shrug her arms like a penguin and then turn to whoever's like the other seismologist next to her. And she doesn't quite roll her eyes, but she looks at them as if to say like, seriously? I want like a Twister like <laughs> movie with her, like based on her. And they're just like yeah. chasing earthquakes around. Oh my God. Craziest thing that happened besides, of course, the earthquakes themselves. Yeah. Is we were sitting here. It was... Not that night, but the night after, yeah. watching the news, and Lucy was on with her earthquake friends, yeah, talking <laughs> Lucy and, and her answering questions, friend. and they have uh, a countdown timer to an aftershock. Yeah, they thought it was gonna be bigger than it ended up live being. on TV, and Christina and I were like, "Oh my god, we're just like, watching it." It's like you're gonna feel this, and like it was counting down. Yeah. It was a very dramatic moment. And then the best part is that Lucy has something that I guess only seismologists have, some app on her Apple Watch. So it comes through. We don't feel anything. She looks at her watch and she goes, oh, just a 3.4 and like moves on. Damn, Lucy, (laughs) give me your earthquake watch. I know. But Justin. Oh, my God, Chrissy, if they sold earthquake watches, you would have to have one, Of course I would. But it could only be used for like saying when there's going to be an earthquake. Well, I have the Shake Alert app if I I had an Apple Watch. But it didn't work. Did well, not work twice. No, so, so I don't want excuses from the shake alert people. It did work. It did. No, it did not. Yes, it did. It did not shake me awake. It did it's not, not supposed to shake you move. awake. 
It didn't notify. It only notifies you if it's A, above a 5.0, which oh, this was, and you're an B, apologist. You're if in the, 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 you. the, the level of shaking intensity is above what they call for. Here's Here, if I download a Shake Alert app, yeah. and the earth fucking shakes so much that I feel it, yeah. and the app doesn't notify me ahead right. of time, which is the whole point of the app. Yes. So wait, I have a question for you. And it's actually an important one because you know I'm pro, like, yes, the alert should go off anyway, too. But here's my question for you. Are you an apologist for them? No, I have a question. Okay, go. In that movie theater, yes. we were in those trailers. Yes. What would you have done? Because it would have been 55 seconds notice. Yes. That's because it was far away. Yes. If all of a sudden, you everybody's phone started going, vroom, vroom, and then we all looked at it and it said, a fucking 6.6 .6 earthquake is coming. Oh, my God. That sounds like a great movie. <laughs> Um, until you get crushed to death trying to exit the theater. So, well, although I'm annoyed, I, I kind of feel like they I made love, the right choice. I love that you're taking like this unbelievably unique experience. Again, I've never been in a movie theater when there's been an earthquake. I'm saying, but other people will be. You might not be in the future, but somebody else will be. And like, is that what, what we want I'm to have happen? What if I'm at Disneyland? Mid Space Mountain in the dark. <laughs> yeah, but that's good because they can stop the ride. That's actually a bad example for what you're trying to say. Oh, fuck. What if. <laughs> stop. What if I'm in the middle. Oh. See, what I'm saying is that they. By sending it out for this what one. What if I'm underwater in the Bahamas? <laughs> Why would you care? You're in the Bahamas. And there's an earthquake. In California, there. I'd be like, okay. Earth, you know, piranhas come from. Earth piranhas? The, the, the fisher. What the hell is an earth piranha? It's. Isn't that how it happened? An earth piranha? I think a piranha 3D or whatever. Oh there was God. like an earthquake and the piranhas came from no. underneath. No, but, but Lucy talked about it. She's got a point. She's like, you know, what would it have done? It would have made you panic and everybody would have crushed each other. But then why have it? Because if a real big one with a real and high intensity shaking threat is coming to you, then you should That's know. That's not a big one. Don't even use the, the, the word big one. You don't know what a big one is. I'm quoting Lucy Jones, my patron saint of seismology. She came out after the North earthquake, Justin, with her toddler asleep on her in on her chest and took interviews. It's a very famous picture. Anyway. Made him in um, Landers. I'm not sure. So uh, over a billion dollars in damage. Yeah. Um, from these earthquakes. So In Ridgecrest um, in the Mojave crazy. Desert. Much love to them. Digging out from that bullshit. It's been, it's been scary. Speaking of scary, it's also been... Hashtag scary movie summer camp. Nice segue, Dustin. <laughs> I mean, it's been pretty, it's been pretty crazy around here, and I've been watching some some earthquakes. Been watching some scary movies with Chrissy, but also without Chrissy. Um, okay, let me let me list some of them out. Chrissy, this is what I've seen. Again, I'm trying to focus on things I have never seen. Uh, right. Lately, it's been 70s and 80s horror movies. So today. I just watched uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh. The 19... Is it 78? Uh, the Philip Kaufman one with Donald Sutherland, Jeff Goldblum. I never saw that. Um, I, I looked at them. I'm like, I've seen like the 90s version. I've seen like the older version. But this one I think is really famous. Had never seen it before. Watched it today. Thought it was really good. Cool. Is it something I would enjoy? Um, Yeah. You, I mean, Goldblum's in there, right? Like, really looking youthful. We know you love Donald Sutherland and his mustache from the don't or don't Man, look now. He creeps me out. Uh, experience. Um, Philip Kaufman directed the hell out of that movie. Yeah, I'm glad I caught up with it. It was really good. Uh, so saw that a couple nights ago. I told you I watched Sleepaway Camp Two. Yeah, you did for the first time. An amazing experience. Is there an iconic moment? At, much <laughs> like the end of Sleepaway Camp One. So Chrissy, here's the thing. Oh my god, I have to watch the third one now. Um, this Roku has changed my life. Like it was on Justin uh, Tubi or one of those random apps. So many horror movies on free. Anyway, Sleepaway Camp Two. Everyone's like, "Yeah, we've seen it," but this is my first time. For some reason, Chrissy, it's like <laughs> they were like trying to make it more of like a comedy, like a straight up comedy. Wait, and what? So. <laughs> Um, the whole thing is like uh, it's, it's years later. Angela has escaped like a, a mental institution, and she shows up at this other camp and poses as a uh, a camp counselor and just like starts kill murdering kids. And 
She's pray, She's played by Bruce Springsteen's sister. Shut up. And I swear, if you took all like away all like the um like the kills, you would think this is like some weird comedy that someone made that is not funny at all because it's just like it's, it's insane. It's insane. I was Hold entertained on. though. So can we do a supercut where we take away all of the kills and then just show me that version of the movie? Because I'd see that. Uh, sure. Cool. I will do that for you. Thank you. Okay. So, Visual Body Snatchers, yes, recommend, great. Uh, uh, what did I just say? Um, Sleepaway, Sleepaway Camp, Camp two. 2. Loved. Gonna have to watch the third one now. Um, oh, uh, I went to see Midsummer mm-hmm. in the theater by myself at 9.55 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> And oh it is now my favorite of the movie of the year so far. Wow. Yes. That is telling. Loved. Our good friend, Misty. Loved Valencia it. saw it. And she said, she's like, I don't know what I just saw when she got out. Yes. I'm glad I saw it in like the daytime because it totally fits with what's going on. Imagine a, um, a Swedish uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I thought you said it was more Swedish, like the Wicker Man. Swedish, Swedish mallet masker with the Wicker Man. Yes, it's great. By the guy that did Hereditary, it's got that same like feeling of dread, dread, and like oh my god, what's about to happen? Um, the the actress Florence Pugh in it, who I've never seen anything other than this, is amazing. Um, it's just it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Can you tell me anything about like what it's about? Basically, and uh, the the start of this movie, um, the main character goes through a r- extremely traumatic uh, experience, like deaths, like blah blah blah. Okay, and then it turns into a, um, a like a relationship, like almost like a breakup movie over the course of a a trip to Sweden with some friends. All right, but involves a lot of drugs. Crazy bonkers shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was great. The, looks amazing. Like you know, cinematography is is amazing. Uh, other than like the you know things happening, people. I'm like, oh, you know, I had to visit uh, Sweden. So it's nothing about like a Midsummer Night's Dream, right? Nothing about that. Oh, okay. No. Anyway. The posters were confusing. Uh, highly recommend seeing that. Maybe when that comes on video, I'll try to see if Chrissy will watch that. On video. On video. Yay. I still call it on video. I know you do. What do you call it? On Blu-ray? Or what do, what, what do we call it now? I mean, wouldn't you just say, yeah, on Blu-ray or DVD or on streaming? <laughs> That's a, but is there like a shorthand? Um, when it's out. When it comes out on demand. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, also... Other favorite, I finally got through all of season three of Stranger Things. Yes, you did. And if that that's eight episodes, so like almost eight hours, whatever. Mm-hmm. If I could count that as a movie, it would be my favorite movie of the year. All right. Loved it. Happy for you. Best, best season yet of Stranger Things. But being like a child of the 80s and, you know, loving that time and those movies and you know there's a certain nostalgia factor for you for but sure. everything across the board from the from the directing from the cinematography from the special effects work from the acting from the writing is like all much much better like i thought it was like i was like wow kind of blown away by how much how much better it was is this a show that if you are not uh an 80s file that you could get into i 100 percent. so chrissy got me for my birthday uh, season one and two. I did. On is that Blu-ray or VHS? It's it's, it's te- it says VHS, VHS, but it's it's Blu-ray on the inside with extra features. I think it's totally worth it. I huh. think it's great. All right, cool. Um, I mean, they upped like the the anti the the eighties nostalgia in this season a lot more. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many needle drops. Like the 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 budget for the soundtrack must be astronomical. I'm but sure. it's good music, and um, I mean, the good thing is the, the characters in the show. Like, it's all about the characters. Like, the '80s is like kind of like a, a background piece to like these relationships with these characters that you've grown to love, and now they're like even older. Like, they took a huge jump in age from these kids from season two to season three, mm-hmm. and now they're in like you know high school. You, you know, Degrassi. <laughs> like, we're learning Degrassi. about ourselves. <laughs> land, 
and uh, it's it's really fun. Is there going to be a season four? Uh, I mean, yes, I'm sure there will. Okay, be. so it's not like the series ended. Uh, the creators, I think, said they want to do like four or five, and that's it, seasons wise. Wow. But I'm sure they could. I mean, do as many as they want. I mean, it's a great show. I like Stranger very Songs cinema- very, by Ingrid Michaelson. Very cinematic. See, that's your end. Ingrid Michaelson loves it. So if she loves it <laughs> and you love her, algebra says you should also love Stranger You know Things. I failed algebra like six times, right? Just, just take my word for it <laughs> and I will I will. We'll I like watch. the album. We'll just try one, one episode at a time. All right. Hopefully it won't be like our my big lost rewatch that I tried to do with the family. Oh, that went to hell in a handbasket real quick. <laughs> One episode in and everybody was either bored or busy or hungry or tired. Did not go according to plan. Sorry, Justin. He wilted like a little flower in the background. <laughs> One day. One day when the kids are older and when I'm older. <laughs> oh, so we watched. So I watched, like I said, watched a bunch of movies uh, on the fringes. Without Chrissy, but I watched a couple movies with her. Yay! I was included. The first movie, we said we were going to be watching horror movies for Hashtag Scary Movie uh, Summer Camp. But this one, we couldn't miss in the theater. Um, our this kids, will forever be our earthquake movie. Our kids, this will forever be our earthquake movie. <laughs> so we got to talk about it. It is called Spider-Man Far From Home. The whole world is looking for the next Iron Man. I don't know if I can live up to that. I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone. We have a job to do. You're coming with us. Can you give that to MJ? In case something happens to me. Nothing's going to happen to you. You got this. Stark made you an Avenger. The world needs that. Logline on IMDb for this is following the events of Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man must step up to take on new threats in a world that has changed forever. Directed by John Watts. Writers are Chris McKenna and uh, Chris McKenna and Eric (laughs) Summers. uh, Dot, dot, dot. Starring Tom Holland, Samuel L. Jackson, Jake Gyllenhaal, Marissa Tomei, John Favreau, Zendaya, um chrissy yeah this is your earthquake movie (laughs) very special what Mm. did what did you think of spider-man far from home so i have to preface this by saying pretty much everything that comes from the marvel universe as of late is a good movie so there there aren't any bad movies to point to and say well this wasn't as good or you know this sucked they're all great it's just degrees of great for me personally, Spider-Man Far From Home was a lesser degree of great on the continuum. Uh, still decent and everything. And don't get me wrong, Tom Holland is, I think, a really fantastic incarnation of Spider-Man. Uh, but I don't know. It just, the whole premise of like, now we're going to Europe and we're going to, you know, that whole thing, I feel like it wore out its welcome quickly just the backdrop of Europe and being on the field trip. And then they were on this tour where the hapless tour guides like, look, they gave us free things and Oh no, bad things are happening. Like all of that shtick after a while was a little much for me. If you take that out of the equation and you focus more on Spider-Man having to, you know, rise to the occasion in the shadow of Iron Man's death and still try to be his, you know, young high school self and not wanting people to necessarily know his true identity and also have to deal with the expectations of Nick Fury and, you know, having to fight the big bad. That Those parts resonated and were great. And the twist is pretty awesome. Uh, but was it a, you know, a hit out of the park for me? No, it was not a, a grand slam. Okay. Okay. Uh, we watched This Is Our Earthquake movie. So right off the jump, I was like off kilter. And, <laughs> Literally. And then, and then this movie started with like one of the most like flabbergasting cold opens. It basically starts in Which like, I missed because I was outside the theater. Were you outside? I missed the cold open. Ah, okay. So at the cold open, this um, you know, this is the cold open, guys. So if we're spoiling it, I'm sorry. Sorry. Anyway, the cold open is like uh somewhere in Mexico there's been destruction of like mass destruction of like a village or something. And Samuel Jackson's character, Nick Fury and uh, Maria Hill. That's her name. Colby Smulders. Oh, yeah. They're there to investigate. They're like, oh, my God, what's going on? All of a sudden, like, 
there's a bunch of smoke, blah, 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 and green smoke, and then there's Mysterio, Jake Gyllenhaal. And he says something like, he's like, you don't want any part of this, and like does his like Mysterio thing, whatever he does, and then it goes straight into the credits, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's weird. I thought so. Here's my main thought is pretty much like you. I I was I was mixed overall. It was kind of like a grab bag of just like yes. okay to blah. Grab bag eyes. is a good estimation. And there's just too much going on. Yes, just way too much going on. And the especially for like the first third of the movie to like first half, the pacing was so like fucked up and awkward. I totally agree. That I was just like, what is going on with this movie? So that coupled up with the fact that I thought the idea of uh, Mysterio, I thought was good. Mm -hmm. There was one great scene with him. And then otherwise, I thought Hall was kind of wasted. And that character was wasted. I think he did the most with what he was given, um, and, and he, and no, he I mean, was I don't fine think it, I don't and serviceable. I don't think it was any fault of his own. I think it was the right. writing. No, I agree. And then my biggest problem with this movie, and we, I guess we can talk about it at the end because it's going to be impossible to talk about this movie without talking about it. Yeah, seriously. The the biggest plot points uh, slash most exciting moments are in the end credits. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. I remember when we sat through the credits to watch it, I thought to myself, holy shit, if other people didn't see this, they're going to have a problem going forward. <laughs> you heard me. I was like beside our kids and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. Like I said, kind of mixed. mixed I agree. On an, uh, and the biggest problem with this movie is it's hard to talk about your issues without going over the spoilers of the movie. Yes. Um, so what should we do? Should we just talk about spoilers? I think we, anyway? we, have, we have no choice. To. Yeah. You know, we, we've talked a lot about like how it made us feel, but we haven't really gotten into the I, particulars. Uh, you know, the it's it's hard to do a European vacation. I mean, anyone yes. who's seen National... This is perfect. This is like the, the National Lampoon's European vacation to the vacation. Like Spider-Man Homecoming still, I like a lot better than this movie. Mm-hmm. This one, I like what they were going for with some of the things, but I just thought that they had so much on their plate. I'm tired of the same like shadow of Iron Man and Spider Man. Like it's just like it's it's enough. Like we get it. He's dead. You need sure. to move on. Especially because of the end credits. I'm like, I feel like we've spent a lot of time moping and like going like, you know, is it me? Do I have enough? You know, can I you know, can I make him proud? I think like we've gone gone down that route too long, and like I just wanted to be Spider Man too. So so I agree also with I don't you. want him to be like a, a, a Spider Man slash Iron Man with all this like gadgetry and yeah. shit. Like the moment that came out and these glasses, I was just like, "Come on, man! Like this is it's going too far." Because they're completely separate characters, but the last few movies of Avengers have melded them together, and now they're kind of inextricably linked. I will tell you, though, just in defense of Spidey for a second here, um, the whole, you know, oh, living in the shadow and so hard and stuff like that. I agree with you that after a while, it's a bit much and you got to man up and you just got to be your own, your own Spidey man here. But here's the problem. It does ring true to the teenage experience of like, will I lose my dignity? <laughs> you know what I mean? Bring a into this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those big, and I'm putting it in mentally capital letters, Big, heavy emotions and living up to expectations and potential and all that crap. Now that we're on the other side of 35, we are like, whatever about that. But back then, that's a very real emotion to feel and to, you know, especially I would imagine how yeah, heightened how, it is when you have superpowers. does that carry over, you know? <laughs> Two. Max. Um, also, I like Tom Holland and Zendaya. She's okay, you know? I don't really like Zendaya was the, wasted. I don't in see a lot of chemistry between them. No. So no, that's no, no. kind of weird. Like she's still got her like weird whatever thing she like is doing with her character. Mm -hmm. Like is she MJ? What is she, her deal? Like So I love Zendaya as an actress. She's obviously beautiful. Um it's funny I mentioned Misty earlier. She reminds me of Misty a little bit. Uh but as far as her character is concerned, 
in in this particular movie, I completely agree about the lack of chemistry. Like there's this meeting on the on a bridge uh, in Europe where she's basically there to confront him as being Spider-Man. And I expected her character to be a lot more like tenuous than than she actually was in her confrontation. She's got like this awkward duck thing going yeah. on. Like where like, are they doing this thing where she's like <laughs> also a secret superhero on the side? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Who knows? I have no idea. I have no idea. And then there's like, uh, you know, the the friends that are now a couple. And oh like, boy, that uh, was a whole subplot that didn't then, need to exist. And, and then uh, and happy, constantly on happy si- as social possibly media. Fucking Aunt May, like that business. Yeah, I'm just like. What is going on? Like the whole business of it's not getting focus, guys. I like, like the, I need focus from you. I feel like the whole business of even getting to Europe was. I was like, we could cut this whole thing when they're on the bus, and then they stop, and then he's having to change into his clothes, and he gets that picture, and then there's a well, he get it off the fo- that entire fifteen minute sequence could have you know not existed. Um, yeah, like I said, mixed bag. Uh, I, I need to watch it again for a big reason, and I'll have to discuss it in spoilers because. It has to do with some of the spoilers. Okay. So. so can we talk about what we did like about it without introducing spoilers yet? Because uh, we bitched about it quite a bit. What do I like about it? I thought <laughs> it was, I thought it was fun. Like I said, I like the whole. I, I, I liked Mysterio, the idea of it. I liked the twist. Yeah, I think Jake Gyllenhaal, like you said, did his best with what he was given. Um, I. After the twist happens with his character, I was wanting him to become more. Of uh, like, uh, I don't know. Like he d- he didn't seem like he was uh like a ba- like a real bad guy like right. a force to be reckoned with. Like you you really weren't sc- you weren't scared of him. No, we felt more sorry for him. We he had like a two minute montage talking about how he got there and how he was dismissed by Tony Stark and how he was basically sticking up for all the other people who had also been summarily dismissed. Yeah, he was also murdering people and stuff. I mean, true. It was also weird that there was definitely deaths in this movie and stuff, but that was never really talked about yeah. and stuff. Do you know what I thought of at one point? Maybe I'm asking for too much. I probably am. But it occurred to me it would have been a bigger <gasps> plot twist if Mysterio had had his own movie ahead of this where not maybe maybe he wasn't given like the full Captain America treatment of like, look, he's a hero, all that sort of stuff. But at least like an interesting origin story where it's like, oh, look, he's this is how he became Mysterio. And then in this movie where Mysterio takes a deep, sharp turn it would make more sense. Or if I found out it was all a lie, then it would be I I wish this better. movie, I wish it would have just been a self-contained more about him, like Mysterio, like Spider-Man and Mysterio. Like, yeah. Like, you don't have to go on a European vacation. Agreed. To, and then, like, loop him into everything. Because I like the story they had there. I just thought that there was, like, too much cutting back and forth between, oh, no, like... They're at a Ferris wheel. There's been a lot of Ferris wheels yeah. in like superhero movies lately. True. Or like they're here and they're here, blah, blah, blah. The, now he's got the glasses and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, so like I said, it felt like the, the, the character and the idea that they went with was kind of wasted. So it's interesting because I feel like this movie, storytelling wise, uh, I, I think of it like a tree. It, the movie as a tree only needed to have like maybe three branches. Spider-Man and his coming to age part. Spider-Man and the whole thing with Mysterio. And then maybe the third thing could have been, I don't know. The, I'm not on board with the European part, but fine. If that's what the third branch of the tree, but it had so many offshoots of these, of, of like sub branches throughout of like you were saying earlier, like the, the best friend and their relationship. And then the other kid who's always on social media and then happy came. And then we had to create a new suit. And then there was this whole confrontation underground and then Zendaya. Well, the, well, yeah, and but so and then at the beginning, they're still talking about what happened in Endgame. And, yes. you know, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, there's just too much sto- going on, you know, and, and you know, Iron Man, he's still dead. Right. Uh, Here's a here's a you know really sad song about the Avengers. Blah, yeah, blah. the Avengers movies were bran- were trees with with a lot of branches, but it made sense because there were a lot of characters with an incredibly rich and history. Then, and then in credits, they bring up something that you know that from another movie that if you haven't even <laughs> seen, you wouldn't even understand what's going on. True. So, you know, like I said, it's just I want them to be a little more self contained, a little bit more focused. Just seemed like it was all over the place. I feel like you're, you know, it's funny you're talking about the movie, but I feel like this is something you have told me before in our lives. Like, I want you to be a little more self contained, a little more focused. So I kind of like now feel badly for Spider Man. (laughs) Um, So, overall, mixed, 
recommend like Fawn. Like I said, I like Holland. I like the character. Um, I just wish that they would just let him be Spider Man. You know, I think that'll be the next movie. He's got he's got to grow up. I don't. Well, we'll talk about that in the spoiler section, Chrissy. (laughs) Again, uh, don't if you care about spoilers, skip ahead like five minutes. Okay. Sure. That's my spoiler sound. (laughs) All right. So we watched this after the earthquake. I was all like, like off kilter because of the cold open. And then the whole first third, I was like, oh my God, like this is falling flat. Like everything with Nick Fury. I'm like, what the fuck is Nick Fury doing? (laughs) I'm like, what is this? Like that whole scene where like Spider-Man is like, uh, can we get Thor on this? He's like, no, blah, no, blah, blah. Thor's off world. How about this person? Blah blah blah. I was like, and then he's like, how about Captain Marvel? And he goes, don't you mention her name? I'm like, why? I was thinking, I was like, I just Is she fucking... Voldemort? No, no, I was like, I just fucking saw Endgame, and the... don't you remember that end scene? There was like 67 fucking adventures. <laughs> I was like, can we reach out to somebody before we get Spider Man on these? Uh, you know. And then that's the other thing. So, like, I was like, what the fuck is, like, you know, Fury doing? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And then my other thing, and this this lines up with the cold open, and, like, what the fuck are these sand monsters and water monsters? Is this, like, the, like, these are, like, mini bosses of, like, a PlayStation 3 game. <laughs> I was like, I was like, is this what the movie is? Like, seriously, Chrissy, I was, like, having this inner monologue of, like, Oh my god! They this really, is the big bad. They really fucked this up. Like everything is weird. Everything is wrong. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so when the big spoiler again, spoiler alert, came that Mysterio's like, "Oh, this is all <laughs> bullshit." I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" I was like, "That's a lot." That's like sacrificing a lot of your movie to be a lot of bullshit just to set up this whole Mysterio. Yes, this is true. And so I was like, okay, okay, I get that. The The best scene of the movie for me is when that twist happens because he's in this like bar and he's talking to all his crew yeah. and he's basically laying all how like how, Evil they, plan. <laughs> how they got there with like his, their whole beef with Tony Stark, but then how they were doing all this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yes, yes, okay. And then they just kind of like <laughs> on the promise of that whole scene. Yeah. Like I kind of liked all like the... Like you're in like a a nightmare sequences, but at the end of the day, I was like, he's like walking around in some built like I thought, warehouse do you know building, what I thought like of? hitting his head against. Yeah. He's like VR <laughs> VRing like in somebody's <laughs> living room. That's so true. I kept thinking of Spider Man. Um, you're not in my mother's basement. <laughs> <laughs> you're about to be murdered by Mysterio. I kept thinking of um, the cabin in the woods, and I was like. I'm like, this is great. It's like a if they could make like when they had the whole confessional scene. I'm like, they could make it like the cabin in the woods and just really fuck with Spider Man right now. And then they're if like, Spider Man, I'd be like, man, this is great. Turn this up. <laughs> and then they're like, take three steps backwards. Oh, there's a train. Also, what's wrong with Spidey's senses? Quite literally, the Peter Tingle that he could not feel a train fucking coming at him. Oh, I have man. questions. And like I said, th- once that happened, I was waiting for uh, Mysterio to like really get like angry and like cold-blooded murder someone to be like, snap. okay, you this might be bullshit, but I am not bullshit. Bam, like off with your head in real life or something like that. I and get, there was never right. that scene. Well, because he was never a murderer per se. I think the murders just happened by proxy. I don't know if you saw all those fucking <laughs> droids or whatever. Those. Uh, How did they get so many of those? What are those things? Droid. I mean, not droids. Not um, droids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about Lego Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, we screwed up. Um, um, uh, shoot. Vans with the D. It's not droids. What is it? It's killing me. Um, you know the things that they fly around. The people are like, "Don't do that. You'll you'll get in trouble." Yeah, what's it called? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute. I'm just gonna let you. I know. I'm just gonna let it's you gonna think fine. about it. Anyway, drones. Drones. <laughs> Does it start with a T? <laughs> There's a fuck ton of drones. How do they, oh, that, I was like, how did they get so many drones? What First, did you think of the I action thought there were sequences? like three, and then there ended up being like 25. You, were there any action sequences where you're like, yes? There were like really none. Um, 
like once you like employ like a thousand drones like going after spider-man i'm just like okay like sure yeah i don't know i mean that part i guess like i said the the biggest other than that middle scene where mysterio is like ha <laughs> the mo- the biggest things were in the credits yeah you're right right no, you're right i agree do you want to talk about those credits now? Okay. So, <laughs> oh my God, blew my mind. Okay. So, was the first credits the um, Jonah Jameson? Was that the one of the scenes? Basically, uh, we find out the Mysterio who had supposedly died. I assume he died. You think he's still alive? Um, I don't, I don't know. know. That whole sequence where he died was really confusing as well. Like, yeah, agreed. It was just, I don't know. Anyway, he supposedly died, but his in his last gasp, he kind of uh, did a video that makes it out for Spider-Man to be a cold-blooded murderer, yes. right? Yes, And he says, and his name is Peter Parker. Yes. And basically, he's just standing there watching this video go down in Times Square and is like, what the fuck? Okay. So I was like, what? I was like, number one, What? huge yes excited about that right because we've been having mopey peter parker you know in his iron man thing for it seems like forever now yes but the second one was the other one where it's like oh <laughs> what god how did it happen so uh nick fury nick fury and kobe smolders get into a car and they're and then they end up talking to who uh, who's on the other end of the phone? Who's on the other end of the phone? Is it? I oh, it's, it's uh, Happy, right? Isn't it John Favreau? Oh, it is. That's right. We see we get caught, so caught up in what happened, we forgot who they were even talking to. Yeah, you're right. E- either Favreau. way, in we, we figure out that this whole time that Nick Fury and we keep calling her Kobe Schmolders <laughs> has been the scrolls, the scrolls from Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Which means that's why they were terrible like the whole time. I that's guess why they were terrible as shield agents. That yeah, they're that's like why they almost caused all this destruction. Well, we're just Spider-Man. doing the best we can. We don't really know. I was like, oh my god! I was like, what if people just didn't even watch? What what if people left before they saw this? <laughs> what if people didn't watch Captain Marvel? They're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was just kind of pissed. I was like, did they retroactively add I this after like they watched the movie? They're like. This fucking makes no sense. I thought of that. I thought maybe they needed an I'm explanation. I'm sure they've got an interview out, which I haven't I haven't looked into any of the reviews or interviews, and maybe they're like, no, we meant it to, the, to be this way. Right. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like that? Yeah, but then, but what kills me more than that, even because I, I laughed at that plot twist. I was like, well, all right, now we know why Nick well, had again, his head because it was the second, second plot twist where it's like, ha ha, you thought this movie was shit. Well, this is the reason it's shit. And I'm like, oh man, right. what a cell phone twice for you, I guess. But but for the actual character of Nick Fury, I think what really got me afterward was that he didn't have a good reason for doing this. He was on a vacation. Yeah, and how long but has he been not on a vacation? Vaca- but, but then it wasn't even a vacation. Remember he like got up and it was not... It was like his virtual virtual reality vacation in yeah. space. What? I, so yeah, like what's he doing in space? Yeah. How long has he been up there? I'm sure he's hanging out up there with Captain Marvel because she's never around when you need her as well. Clearly not. Yeah. I just can't believe they almost let Peter Parker like die. Like he almost like murdered that kid that was macking on his girl Pretty with the much. glasses. Yep. Like the fire monster, smoke monsters almost really screwed stuff up. Oh, because of a couple of scrolls. Scrolls, man. Fucking scrolls. Yeah. I always, by the way, and I said this when we recorded our Captain Marvel episode, every time I see the scrolls, I think of like Buffy universe characters. Literally every time. So I think there's a small part of me that got excited to see them, not because of the Captain Marvel movies, because I immediately thought of Buffy and I was like, oh, yay, delightful characters. There's your other end for Stranger (laughs) Things, especially season three. There's a lot of like Buffy, like... Here's a mystery we got to solve it as oh, a group cool. type stuff going on. Cool, I like it. So, Spider-Man: Far From Home, Chrissy. What would be your final grade? <laughs> I mean, like I said, no Marvel movie is terrible, so B minus. I think this is like straight like C for me. Like this is kind of like in the middle. Mm-hmm. 
uh, as a Spider-Man movie itself. Like, I like... And that's another problem with this movie. Like, this comes off of Spider-Man Homecoming, which I thought was great, and Spider-Man Into the, you know, Spider-Verse, which was, like, my favorite movie last year. Right. And this is kind of a letdown, so... Like all those movies better, you know, of course, this is not bad as Spider-Man 3 right. or, you know, The Amazing Spider-Man. Right. So. And the bar was set very, very high after Endgame for any MCU movie that followed it. So, you And know, I got to watch it again, not after an earthquake, not like really confused about why, you know, some characters suck. And, same. You know, I was too distracted boss, by what had just happened. Three bosses. thousand percent. So. There you go, Chrissy. So, Chrissy, we didn't, we didn't only watch Spider-Man. Oh, oh yeah we had to continue our hashtag we, so, we might not have a lot to say about this one god damn it justin anyway oh spider-man by the way spider-man far from home currently on rotten tomatoes 90 percent. Mm, there you go there you go making lots of money around the books office uh so our scary movie this week that we focus on the two of us was one was one again that i've never seen as well but it was one that i thought was would be right up christie's alley Mm-hmm. It's from 1988. It's a little movie called The Next. They defied evolution for 300 million years. But now, they're changing. Is it them? All right, Chris. The logline for this one is a scientist, a sheriff, an exterminator, and an island's mayor's daughter hunt mutant cockroaches. The Nest was directed by Terrence H. Winkless. Um, screenplay by Robert King. Uh, have Had a cast of amazing actors mm-hmm. led by your, your now favorite Robert Lansing. Mm-hmm. Chrissy, what what did you think of The Mist? So, Justin, I have to preface this by letting all of our listeners know. If you are a veteran of this podcast, then you're aware of what I'm about to say. But if you're newer, maybe you need to know. I have three big fears in life. Just three, but they're very clearly defined. Number one, Nazis. I'm also obsessed with Nazi history, but they scare the shit out of me. So, Nazis. I want to hit you, but I also want to hug you. No, no hugging. (laughs) Just like some sort of grotesque fascination and marked fear. Yes. Number two, cockroaches. (laughs) I cannot handle roaches. If a spider landed on my arm. You should have gone number two. No, because I was getting the first one out of the way. The the if 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 a spider were to land on me, I'd be like, oh, look at that, a spider. Or I might go, oh, but I wouldn't be scared. If a roach crossed 20 feet away from me, somewhere in the distance, but looked like it might be headed my way, I would scream and jump 10 feet into the air. Can't do it. Won't do it. No, thank you. My third biggest fear in life, earthquakes. (laughs) You'll let roaches be last. I'm not functional. So... (laughs) We so, watched this so movie surprise, Chrissy, the night behind before the this third door. Nazis. Oh when we were in the theater. Now I know why our son is scared of closets. When we were in the theater and it start, the earthquake started, I'm like, oh my God, I can do like the connect, like the connect three of Chrissy's biggest fears this week. I hate you so much. <laughs> and do you know what's, do you know what's really, I don't know if you remember this. When I realized we were watching the nest guys and Five minutes into it, because like a cockroach was in some dude's coffee, and I'm like, oh! And then I go a second later. I, I turned this movie at the end of last week's show. By the way, I was like, The Nest, 1988. It's it's definitely not fully on YouTube, guys. Google it. So I turned to Justin and I said, "Is this a fucking movie about cockroaches?" And Justin did that thing where he's like, hee hee, but didn't respond. And then I looked back. I waited another minute and said, this is. This is a movie about fucking cockroaches, isn't it? I hate you. And then I said, what's next? An earthquake? Nazis? And then look what happened the very next day. And I would like you to know, there are concentration camps at the border right now. What? Whoa. I can't. 
Whoa. I can't. I was about to make a joke before you brought that in. Well, I'm sorry. We just had two earthquakes. There are concentration camps at the border, and we watched a movie about roaches. I I feel like this is the darkest timeline. Well, this might surprise you, but I kind of love the Scuckers movie, guys. Oh, God, Justin. (laughs) Oh, my God. So. Please tell me why. The Nest. Oh. (laughs) So this is one of those movies that I remembered the VHS cover from back in the day. It's got this huge-ass cockroach climbing on this woman who's in her lingerie. Yep. And it says, like, what it does it say? about meat. <laughs> She's just an appetizer. Oh, wait. What does it say? It's at the bottom. Roaches have never tasted meat, dot, 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 until now. The nest. She's just an appetizer. I can't. Uh, so imagine Jaws, but instead of <laughs> sharks, it's varying levels of mutant cockroaches. It's a very good way invading of an it. island town. Uh, the mayor's a, a, like a bigger character in this one. Like right. he's a gigantic douche. douche. But his daughter is kind of like caught in the middle of her dad's mayor douchedom and. These crazy cockroaches. A quick note about this daughter. So she's apparently gone for like four years from this island. And then she comes back and the sheriff of the island has a a crush on her. And there's this whole kind of like will they, won't they thing for a little bit. But while this is being established, her dad gets like awfully touchy-feely with her periodically throughout the first third of this. It's the 80s, Chrissy. What does that mean? Like It's it's for me too. You know who also got touchy-feely? What? These mutant cockroaches. So I was very worried because this movie starts off very, um, I don't know, wonky. Like people are getting attacked by cockroaches, but like like, just leaves are moving to show where the cockroaches were. Like um, what's the movie with the M. Night Shyamalan (laughs) movie? It's kind of like The Happening. The Happening. For a while. And I was like, oh no. I was like, do we not even see the cockroaches? <laughs> like an epic fail. But as it went on, and and dude, I'm not I'm, I'm not saying this is high art or anything, <laughs> but in terms of cock like mutant cockroach movies, it's kind of it's really fun. I thought Wait, it was fun. So in terms- it got better as it went along, and then once we started seeing these cockroaches and they got bigger and bigger, and then they started like doing some weird uh like uh, commingling like fly the thing business like there's a fucking cockroach cat in this guys that I like I was smiling from ear to ear when you it were, came up you were thrilled with the cockroach cat <laughs> so I'm like if you can get through like the first 30 minutes like the acting and the writing and everything Are is atrocious but laughable not like atrocious fall asleep but atrocious. once people start dying and like I said once the cockroaches start getting bigger you're just like okay I'm I'm on board for this. Like I, I said, it's free on YouTube. You I can mean, look it up. So I agree, and you know, obviously, I can't stand roaches, and so there's a huge ick gross factor here for me personally. But uh, I agree that it's entertaining and ridiculous, and, and at times hilarious in spite of itself. The only real problem I had with this movie was the animal cruelty. Not to the roaches, fucking kill those bastards, but like to um, what was it? I mean, well, I mean, it was art supposedly but the whole thing with the dog was sad and the sounds was sad and then later on when um they put in the cat did they kill pets yes which ones the dog in the beginning the whole premise for like what happened to the dog looked like it had been skinned but that was an actor dog actor dog actor dog and then then, gelatinous goo and then actor cat i guess that they stuck in the box i think that was a puppet that was not a puppet. That was a legitimate cat. Okay, I agree. Sure. Anyway, I, I have a hard time with things. So take like off that. those two scenes. Yeah, where an actor dog gets killed and then a, an actor a, cat. actor cat gets messed. Yeah, I'm not with. good with depictions of animal cruelty, but other, other than, than that, that, you're cool. Yes, this is your favorite cockroach movie. Fuck you. There. Can we put this as our screen save? We got a Roku no, screensaver up. We cannot. Also, when you say favorite cockroach movie, and you this said this, is better than by Joe's the way, apartment. you said this earlier, something about like, and you didn't say this word, but it was like in the canon of mutant roach movies. I'm like, what What are we talking about? How many of these are there? Chrissy was doing a deep dive uh, into the <laughs> cast of The Nest and found out, which one was it? The mayor? The guy that played uh, the mayor? Robert Langley. 
Yes. Robert Lansing. Oh, I'm sorry. Lansing. Lansing. Yes. He's the guy that plays the mayor in this movie who, Correct. if you've seen Jaws, is like the evil villain, basically. Uh-huh. Like he's like, I don't care that these evil cockroaches are eating the entire island. As long as we don't have to close up shop <laughs> for the summer, I'm cool. Yes. Um, He's been on... He, does he have an obsession with animal movies? So so Bug he movies? he played Mayor Elias Johnson, and I looked up his uh his credits on Rotten Tomatoes. It was listed. I cannot believe how many things he's done that like are about insects or movies. By the way, his lowest rated film that he has been in is Empire of the Ants. <laughs> he's also been in Namu, the Killer Whale, not to be confused with Shamu. Very very different. He's been in. A, He's a lover of, of of animals. A gathering. He's like the Doctor Doolittle of animal movies. <laughs> a gathering of eagles. <laughs> <laughs> the night of the claw. So who knows what animal was in the night of the claw? Could be anything. Oh wait a minute! Wait wait. <laughs> You're Robert Lansing. Ready? Uh, I'm I'm your agent. <laughs> ring 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 ring. This is Robert Lansing. Robert, it it's it's Saul. Your agent. You remember me? Anyway, I've, a, a new script just hit my desk. You're gonna love it. You know what? You know what it's called? What's it about? It's called Hungry Hungry Hippos. And I know that you love bugging bugging uh, fucking animal movies. I figure you'd be perfect for it. I don't know what role you're playing, but it, again, it's called Hungry Hungry Hippos. Are you in or out, Robert? In. I knew it. Click. By the way. <laughs> This is my favorite part, too. So, like, it's all these, like, animal title sort of movies, right? But then he's been in in other movies where you look at the titles of them and you're like, what the fuck is that about? Are you ready? Under the Yum Yum Tree. <laughs> I think he just signs, like, the title. He's just like, just tell me the title. <laughs> he's like the kid at the, at the wine store who picks up the wine bottle based on the on the label. He's like Brick Tamlin. <laughs> yeah. Robert, are you just pointing out scripts and just, like... <laughs> Under the yum yum tree. <laughs> I don't know. 100%. 4D man. I have to watch that one. What is that? I, I just. 4D man. I, Every time a scientist penetrates matter, he drains his life force, which must be replaced. Justin, Ooh. I would like to read you the, the log line for Empire of the Ants, <laughs> the movie he was in, with a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes and what? 26% audience score. Here's what no, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? I've fucking seen that movie. Have you? Yes. Hell yeah. What? Dude, look at that poster. Oh. Damn. I mean, if you've seen it, it's epic. The poster says, Wait, uh, he- for they shall inherit the earth sooner than you think. Here's what it says. It's from 1977. It says, based on a story by H.G. Wells, this unintentionally funny sci-fi horror thriller centers on the travails yes. of foolish property buyers who unwittingly purchase land that is dangerously close to a nuclear waste dump. Due to the radiation leak, ants have mutated into voracious okay. giants and are looking for I'm food. I'm here to talk about the nest, Chrissy. But the reason I read that Stop is because... Stop trying to change the subject. The reason I read that is because it sounds a lot like our giant mutant roach movie, The Nest. So basically, he started in the same movie twice with Robert, different insects. Robert, it's Saul again, your agent. <laughs> I've got a script that just hit... The... It's called The Nest. You remember that movie in Part of the Ants? It's the same exact fucking movie. Set of ants, it's roaches. I've already signed you up. You have no choice. That's great. I mean, he's got a niche. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> We gotta get that. We gotta get that ants guy. Well, don't you love it? When, like you're known as the guy who can like get attacked by random yes. ass fucking animals and bugs. Oh no, it's Shamu or Jamu. What is that movie? Namu. It's Namu. Is that is that is that Shamu? Is that Shamu's like like LD cousin? Oh, what I don't know, that? Justin. I'm here to talk about the nest. <laughs> Oh my God, Chrissy! <laughs> yeah. Another thing about this movie, like I said, I love the idea of this movie. I love the special effects. Yeah, I think it's like uh, funny in like a room type of way. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it needs a little something. I think the reboot should be a combination of the nest <laughs> plus the net, starring Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Here's where it goes, guys. Oh, so, no. pitch me, Saul. Chrissy, your identity is stolen. Yes. You're set up and framed for several murders. Oh, 
they oh no uh they it, it might be mysterious fault i don't know this will TB- surely get in the way of my TBD. introvert life of TBD. ordering pizza online so you're trying but you're trying to reclaim your life you're on the run kind of like the fugitive kind of yeah. like sandra bullock in the net oh yeah but also there's a bunch of fucking mutant cockroaches in the way chrissy so it's almost like far from home there's just like so much stuff going on. It only works for me if my best friend can be played by Dennis Miller and he turns into a cockroach like the roach man he is in real life. Whoa. Weird Dennis Miller slam from nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What? He was in neither of these movies, Chrissy. What are you talking about? He was Sandra's friend in the net. Oh, that's right. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Well, I blocked him out of my memory. <laughs> in my mind, the net is just uh, Sandra Bullock like... You know, uh, she's got a flash drive running around. You know? They didn't have flash drives back then, but okay. <laughs> floppy. She's running around with her, with her floppy disks. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a lot here. It just needs to be melded with something else. Yes. Uh, so the nest and the net together. Anything else about this miraculous film, Chris? I mean... It's amazing. Like I said... We didn't address the hanging testicles. <laughs> only 90, 90 minutes, uh, which is good. Yes. So at the end of the movie, <laughs> they found out that the uh, cockroaches have been hanging in this sub underground. What would you call it? Uh, it's like a cave. It's like the cave. Yeah. Um, but they have uh, testicles hanging from the ceiling. And and nobody acknowledges the fact that they look exactly like testes. It's more like meet me down here at the cave and turn left and go past the... I'm like, the balls! Go past the <laughs> balls! Like, clearly that's what they are, but nobody acknowledges them as such. And then they're, yes, well, I mean, roaches. Balls are kind of gross. You, they're kind of there and you don't want to acknowledge them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the balls! <laughs> Touche. Acknowledge the balls! <laughs> Right? Uh, yeah. Um, well, do you have a favorite scene? Uh, like I said, a cockroach cat, pretty great. Yeah, that's pretty good for you. Pretty great. Um, my my favorite one. Mad ups when... to the the special effects department because I'm sure this movie cost like five bucks. <laughs> yes. And uh, I'm sure they had like ten cents, and they uh, they rumple still skinned it out, man. They made it, <laughs> spun it into gold in my my eyes. Like I said. This is a fucking mutant cockroach movie, so you're not expecting a lot, but right. it was. I, I thought it was fun and entertaining. Uh, so it was. I have I have three things that I don't know if I could call them favorites, but things that stood out for me scene wise that I want to address real quick. Yes. So one, as you mentioned already, the roach cat, which was interesting. Yes. Uh, oh, Fabulous. Gross. Awesome. Uh, two, the scene where the diner owner is trying to kill like millions of roaches for all over the place, as opposed to I don't know, calling him the exterminator. While the whole time La Cucaracha plays in the background, it's totally campy and weird, and I'm here for it. Um, and oh gosh, what was the third one now? Um, oh, when the mad scientist who basically was responsible for helping these roaches come to be is like. I, I, you know, putting her arm through the thing and she's like, they're biting me. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Then take your arm out of the box, you crazy bitch. Oh, that's right. I forgot about this, that woman. Yeah. There's a there's a character in this woman who, I mean, she's like... She's nuts. A cockroach aficionado. Yes. She's like the opposite of Chrissy. She basically wants to like fuck the roaches. I think <laughs> if she could, she would. I would have been down for that scene. That would have been pretty <laughs> amazing. Nope. All, all the nope but yeah she's like putting that's put, what crash needed you know what that's what crash the movie crash that we saw oh. needed a, a mutant fucking cockroach that just wanted to crash their car it would have made the car wash and then about as much masturbate. sense um yeah those are good parts so as there well you go. acknowledgement uh what would be your final grade for this movie chris oh my god the nest it's, it, it's clearly a d plus movie d plus all the way i was about to say yeah um but like i said if you have 90 minutes it's on YouTube. Go for it. Google, go, or YouTube enjoy. It. YouTube it. Enjoy it. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Um. Cool. Well, I thought that was an amazing double feature when I figured out. <laughs> oh man, we get to talk about spiders and cockroaches and earthquakes and earthquakes. Oh my gosh! So next, week, I tried to get Nazis here. Chris. Or review Schindler's List. <sighs> <laughs> no, next week. Um, next week. We're supposed to have a special guest. 
We'll, we'll <gasps> Yay. see. We'll see if it's going to happen. I yes. don't want to set the scene too much. But the the movie, the the 90s horror movie that we've chosen to talk about next week is Jason Goes to Hell. Not Titanic? Not Titanic 2000 Lesbian Vampires. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> Google Titanic 2000. What's it called? Something Vampires. There's a movie about lesbian vampires on some Titanic ship that I've got to figure out what's going on with them. Anyway, Jason Goes to Hell, a movie that I thought I'd seen, and then I like looked at some clips, and I'm like, I don't even think I've seen this whole movie. So I haven't seen the whole movie. Chrissy hasn't seen the whole movie. And then our special guest, one of our, our good friends, is coming over to talk about it with us, hopefully as well. She hasn't seen it. Nope. So it should be interesting. Yay! We're talking about... You know, scary movie summer camp. Got to talk about some Jason Voorhees, motherfuckers. All right. Are you excited about that? Sure. Uh, Where can you find us online? I mean, again, if you're listening to this podcast, you have found us because our podcast is available wherever you download and listen to your podcasts, namely Apple, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, the other one. Not SoundCloud. Not SoundCloud? No, Stitcher, Spotify. Oh, I thought we were on SoundCloud. Google Play. This whole time. Why am I? Why, see, why are you asking me? Just Google. Just That's Google just Google us. us. And on social media at Movie Geek Cast, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're also part of the Podfix Network. Ooh, ooh. Go to www.podfixnetwork.com to find us and a bunch of other podcasts to put in your ear holes uh, to pass the time away during these hot summer months. Chrissy? Yes. Fun times. Indeed. Um, other than that, thank you so much for listening. You're hope, the bomb. Hope you guys are enjoying your summer and watching lots of scary movies like us. And stay safe and buy lots of water in case there's an earthquake. And stay away from mutant cockroaches. Please. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. This was a podcast of the Podfix Network. Check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.